you from the Yard Dogs Podcast Studio. A show for the fans by the fans. Talking all things Cleveland Browns from our mic to your ears. To your ears. With your hosts, Jason Hand and Mikey P. Yes, and welcome to another episode of the Yard Dogs Podcast, a show for the fans, by the fans. I am your host, Jason Hand. You can find me on Twitter, at Browns Huddle. You can also find this podcast on Twitter, at Yard Dogs Pod. If you're a Cleveland Browns fan, have a story to tell, we want to hear from you. Uh, If you want to share it, hit us up on Twitter. Our DMs are wide open. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Please give us a five-star review and share the show because it helps more than you'll ever know. We are streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can find the Yard Dogs podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. While you're there, give us a follow so we can remind you every time a new episode drops and is available. And now joining me is my co-host, Mikey P, he's in the yard. You can see him right there. You can find him on Twitter at Mikey P422. How we doing tonight, buddy? Good man. We're here back for another exciting episode of the Yard Dogs podcast. Uh, gonna get into it with another uh, Browns backer uh, joining us yes. tonight, Big Kev. You know, we're gonna cover some NFL headlines. You know, it looks like we filled all the coaching vacancies, and of course, we're gonna mm-hmm. talk about the big game this Sunday, which is the Super Bowl. And uh, we'll then we'll land this plane after that. That's right, and we are streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, as I mentioned. Comments are available. You know, if you want to comment on the show, post it. We'll see it, and we will talk about it. Um, Mikey P, have you heard of the new game? wordle you know it's going around all over twitter people are posting their results have you played it yet i have seen people posting their results i have not played it yet uh i never even caught on to the candy crush craze from a few years ago um it must just be when i'm done working man my brain is just fried most times i'm just like uh i need i need mindless tv or just mindless stuff i don't use my brain anymore so i haven't had a chance to play with wordle yet I tell you, but I see you, everybody doing it. Do it. Here's here's the couple things that I like. You can't play it for hours on end, so your face isn't tied to your screen. Okay. You literally you play one game in the uh, whatever time of day that you do it, and once you play that one game, it's over for that day. You can't okay. play again till the next day. All right. Good. Okay. So I have in the morning. I call it comfy time. Okay. <laughs> That's where I'm sitting down in my pajamas. I got my coffee, and I have added Wordle to my comfy time. My daily regimen is Wordle now. Okay, um, it's it's a lot of fun, man. I, I I suggest that you that you play it. It's 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 a basically you pick a five letter word. There's a couple things that'll that that'll stump it. You know, it stumped me. I didn't know mm-hmm. about the double letter. Okay, you know, um, what it's was like the, Scrabble almost. It is like Scrabble, yeah, and you got to put the words together, and it's right. it's it's a lot of fun. But definitely, Wordle is going around Twitter, and I, I didn't know what it was all about. I waited a couple weeks, and finally, I had to see what all the fuss is about. It's a lot of fun. It's it's kind of funny because you you talk about you know the the Wordle and stuff. Uh, 
I'm actually still trying to warm up from uh, the polar plunge on uh, Saturday too. Here, jumping in, uh, jumped in 41 degree water oh. on Saturday, 36 degree air temp. Uh, it was mighty cold. Uh, I only went into about my uh, about my thighs, mm-hmm. <laughs> thigh down. I wasn't going all the way in this time. It was too cold, but uh, it was good. Uh, it was a good, uh, good event, charity event. Um, all money and proceeds go to the Special Olympics, which is a great cause, and it's always fun to do. But definitely this year, uh, you know, with how cold it, cold it's been and all the snow we've had recently, uh, this was probably the coldest time it's ever ever been down there. But it was a great time. I immediately think of the George Costanza gif. <laughs> I was in the pool. I was, I was in the pool. pool. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of money raised. All that lot, good stuff. A lot of fun. There was a lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know beers and, and drinks were flowing. Drinks yeah. were flowing. You know, people were having a good time. Um, mm-hmm. So it was nice to see that back this year and uh, go down and support support. Like I said, support a great cause as always. Well, good, good. Well, Mikey P, we're we're continuing our Browns Backers Month uh, for the entire month of February. We are honoring the largest organized sports fan club in the world, the Browns Backers, and Absolutely. we uh, we had a special guest last week, all the way from Australia, David Evan Smith. Uh, mm-hmm. If you if you get a chance to watch the replay, um, you know, definitely a great guest. We had, we were talking about marsupials. Uh, I think it was after the show. I don't think it was the recording. Yeah, it was part. after the show. So, sometimes our best conversations with guests are yeah. after the show. Yeah, I wish we, we were it. recording that. But yeah. um, he has sent me videos from the zoo in Australia for different marsupials, you know, kangaroos and possums and I think that's a marsupial, but uh, but he he sent me a couple videos this anything morning. Anything with the pouch? That's the okay. Uh, but but what a great guest that was last week and this week. We have Kevin McAndrews. He was a guest a couple weeks ago with Mac, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So so we're going to talk about the Chase Browns backers this week, and then next week we have. Platypus. Uh, another Mac, different Mac from the Big Easy Browns backers, and, so, and a Facebook user just just said a platypus is a uh, a platypus uh, is a marsupial. Is a marsupial. I have to double check that. I thought a platypus was a mammal, but that that very well could be correct. Well, well I now know that Australia is the kingdom of marsupials. Marsupial. Like correct. any marsupial that you can think of is is there yeah, in Australia. There's, there's none in Virginia and none in Ohio, to my knowledge, unless you go to a zoo. <laughs> Unless you go to a zoo, but um, but yeah, David Evan Smith, he's been sending me videos. There is even one uh, marsupial in his kid's basketball gym. It was it was perched up in the bleachers section. He goes, "Here you go, Jace. Here's a marsupial." Oh wow, marsupial. So, um, all right. So yeah, we got our first comment from Facebook, and and they said platypus is a marsupial. That's good. Uh, so yeah, big big month this week, Mikey P. We've, we're honoring Browns Backers Month. So let's go ahead and bring in Kevin McAndrews in the yard. Here we go. We'll add him to the stream. What's going on, Big Kev? What's going on, Yard Dog Podcast? Thanks for having What's me. Up? Love What's you. Up? Love the show. Well, it's Thanks our pleasure to that. to have you. You know, Ke- Kevin, this is why we do a podcast, Mikey P. And I, we we want to 
talk to Browns fans. We want to hear about their fandom. And it's it's a way for us to connect, right? Uh, sometimes on Twitter, you can't really connect like you'd like. This podcast gives the, the ability to be able to connect on a deeper level. So, man, it, the pleasure is all ours, man. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, and we're going to have a good time. Oh, speaking of uh, marsupials, uh, shout out to my college, uh, University of Akron. Go Zips. Go Zips. There you go. The Facebook their, user uh, is is standing corrected. Uh, the, yeah, platypus, a platypus is, is a mammal. It's a mammal. It's not a marsupial. It's a mammal. Uh-huh. The, well, the joys of Wikipedia these days will help correct you real fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you remember the encyclopedias? Did you did you did you have those, Kevin? Growing up, the encyclopedias. Encyclopedia oh, yeah. was Encyclopedia Britannica, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, if, I'm uh, going to turn 31 and 91, so I was still in that period growing up where, you know, the phone was connected to the wall, uh, you could play outside in the street, uh, playing uh, uh, kickball, uh, throwing the baseball around, those 90s Indians teams. Uh, actually, my first memory as a Brown was, uh, a Browns fan was that they had uh, moved to Baltimore and they didn't exist, so... I kind of set in motion where I am today and mm-hmm. why I love them so much, you know? There you go. Um, yeah, that, that was an interesting time. I was, uh, let's see, I was probably my early 20s when that happened. And we would talked about this before, Mikey P. It was like literally like someone took a butcher knife and just shoved it in your chest and twisted it. That's what it felt yeah. like. Yeah, I was. Uh, I think I was 16 at the time when it happened. So it was like a big year. It was like getting my driver's license. It's going to be a great summer. Um, and then that happened to be the you know the year after they they moved uh, in that fall and then that summer. And then it was weird going into. Um, I think it's to be honest, it's it's a big reason why I got so heavily into fantasy football is mm. when we didn't have a team, you know. Um, I found fantasy football and that was kind of my outlet back in the football. Cause I felt lost a little bit, you know, when we didn't have a team for a while, even though I knew we were getting one back. Um, it was, it was just interesting and, and fantasy kind of filled that void for, for a few years. Yeah. My, uh, all my fandom, um, uh, before they, uh, ultimately came back in 98 for that 99 season, uh, was my, uh, da- was my dad telling stories and, his favorite player of all time is Bernie Kosar. Mm-hmm. And he would show me recordings that I think are okay, VHS, but I think NFL has licensing. So let's just say he didn't show me any of it. But growing up watching those old videos, uh, I I mean, that's, that's all I ever hoped for. And since 99, with my time being alive and watching all the games, it hasn't exactly been a uh, smooth ride you know with uh no. we had one playoff appearance in 2002 Two. i remember we that was the run william the, uh, run and before that we stopped the falcons on a goal line stand uh with mike vick trying to rush in and then the famous jim donovan run william run 15 yep. times five you knew he was gonna break one <laughs> and they, they made the, the famous call. <laughs> and, and then, then finally, uh, 
2020, got my first playoff win of my life. This is not amazing. It's amazing and yet, you know, sad at other times because you've seen other teams that have enjoyed, you know, series of successes and and failures. And And um, I love them all the same, you know, even even the bad years. I I cherish those moments and people like hindsight and looking back at it. I don't know when they started being fans and stuff, but I really enjoyed couch and. Uh, one of my first memories was uh, Dwayne Rudd throwing his helmet off and watching with my grandpa Roger and then him taking a golf club and smashing the TV. I'd so, say, uh, it's so interesting, that you that, <laughs> interesting that you brought up Dwayne Rudd. That's the only time still to this day I've ever been kicked out of anywhere. <laughs> oh, I was, I was I was kicked out of a place called Roger Brown Sports Pub when that happened because I I, I – Made a mistake and I dropped some some inappropriate language in a public <laughs> place and was kindly asked to leave. Um, you know, after 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 that, but still the only time to this day I've ever been asked to leave. You know, any any establishment. But oh my gosh, uh, we lost that game. That was that was just yeah. When I when I I still have a vivid memory of my grandpa doing to the uh, doing that to this day, and I'm like. God, I love these Cleveland Browns. <laughs> you got to be, you have to have a strong heart to cheer them on, especially in my, you know, not to toot my own horn, but my time frame of following them hasn't been the easiest of times. Uh, you know, 0 16, 1 and 15. Uh, a bunch of through. five and sixes, fours and yep. 12s. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking my boy Charlie Fry was the answer and being it's incorrect. Been tough. From the zips and uh we got in the third round we got our big ben i was mistaken tim couch was my first jersey then courtney brown then uh who was after that i think it was i think it dennis northcutt but you know those that's so far jinxed right then i had a jeff garcia that's another one trying to do it in order, but the, I'll just throw them out. Uh, Quincy Morgan. Yep. All those, all those jerseys. That Eric just Wright. Didn't work. <laughs> and we have a Facebook user that says red, right? 88, the drive, the fumble been there for all of it. God bless and, you. And what all that does is it just builds up. I say it builds character. Absolutely. Um, and then my rope, my, my last jersey I purchased is a custom made with my last name on it. So I no longer buy the players because in my head, if I buy a certain player's jersey, I will curse them. You know, little sports, uh, sports, uh, what's, yep. what is it? Sports, uh, you know, you're going for your day before before uh, the game day and you do certain things. Superstition. So win. Superstition. Yeah. 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 I, I am nuts with those, man. Every single and you're not game the game. only one. I'm like, you're oh, I wore one. the wrong pants. Oh, <laughs> I have to change up this shirt. Oh, it's my fault. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the players, right? It's me. No. That, you're not <laughs> the only one, that's for sure, that does that. Well, um, Kevin McAndrews, can can we just call you Big Kev? Is that cool? Big Kev, yep. That's Big my Kev. Call me. You're my friends. 
Big Kev, one of the reasons why we wanted you on tonight, you know, this is Browns Backers Month on the Yard Dogs podcast, and we're highlighting certain Browns chapters uh, across the world. You know, I was going to say across the United States, but we had somebody from Australia, D- David Evan Smith, last week, which was mm-hmm. a great episode. That but you're here to episode. you're here to talk about your Browns Backers Club that is actually right next to Cleveland in Lakewood, Ohio. Uh, that's the Chase Browns Backers Club. Um, why don't we? I'm just going to turn the floor over to you. Tell us about your club. Um, how many members? I'm just going to let you have the floor. Sure, thank you. Yeah, the uh, as we call it for short, the CBB headquarters. Uh, Chase Browns Backers has been around unofficially since I was growing up, but more so uh, since 2010. Okay. Um, you can find them, uh, just to give them some plugs, you can find them on Facebook, Chase Browns Backers, and the name is based on Chase Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And growing up, I lived on Bunce Road, and uh, dire- uh, directly behind me, um, I would go to school with uh, Chris Jr., and Chris Sr., his dad, he is the head of it. Okay. And we've been really close uh, throughout life. And we just remember growing up, like I was saying before, with all those players and stuff, playing catch and going over there, watching the big games. And so Chase Brown's backers is on Chase Avenue. So, so you were friends with Chris Jr. Yes. And, and he one day, I guess, said, hey, Big Kev, come check out my dad's Browns Backers Bar. Is that kind of how it went down? That's exactly how it went down. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I ended up moving to a different city. And then uh, these past couple of years, I got a message from him. I actually got a message from his dad who said, why don't you head on over? And I've been hooked ever since these past, it's been four years now. And it it is just a great time. We have five TVs. Mm -hmm. We have surround sound. Uh, When you stop by, we're usually having... Oh, that's right. That's the sound. Uh, Polka music. Yeah. And we have polka music going on. We have Polish sausage. Okay. We have a really good, (laughs) really good time. We have uh, one of our... Uh, older members go through the list after either a win, a close win or a loss and saying how we're going to lose each game. So shout out to him. And we have a professional cooking layout. uh, That's state of the arc. Uh, Sorry. I'm just trying to find it here. Uh, The, and then when I became a member um, good buddy, uh, Mr. Chris. Yeah, I'll give a shout. Uh, Chris Valencic. He's uh, he runs it, and you can contact him to um, sign up and join, or go to Browns.com, join the Browns backers, get your number, and then you press on it. It's Chase Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. But okay. when I first joined, this is what I got, and it's the 1989. Bernie Kozar, uh, the uh, schedule for that year. And this is what it I looks. actually, you know, that's a, a pretty famous picture. I, 
I don't have it up here in, in my podcast room, but I do have a – what year was that? Was that 1988? 89. 89. I have a – training camp program for 1989 uh and it has that picture on the front of it i have two of them actually yeah this is it, it, it once he gave this to me i knew i was home it's kind of we kind of are like a family there and uh it's just so cool it's got it's got obviously uh kozar and then here's the uh schedule on it there you go and then here it is in the full coincidentally 1989 the last time the browns won a division title see yep. so, so and, that makes that picture even more special what was their uh what was the division back then because i was born was in AFC 91. central at that time mm-hmm. okay and that that's when uh things were a really good time yes or yes yeah. All right. So, so on a typical Sunday, uh, you know, if the Browns are playing at home, you 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 know you you probably don't have as much of a turnout, right? Because a lot of people are at the game. But but if it's an away game, and I walk into Chase Brown's backers, how many how many barking dogs could I see on any given Sunday? Oh, we we actually um, we have a good uh, base there. Chris used to go to Browns games religiously throughout his life, and. Um, He'll always be there on Sundays unless it's a, a last-minute cancellation because of, uh, you know, a ticket that he got from someone that's, like, special to him from the back in the day. So you, we, they're always open, and they always post on the uh, Chase Browns backers uh, Facebook page. That's the main page you can go to. But we have anywhere between 40 to 50 people there at a time. Well, that's and pretty good size. Yeah, we currently have 211 members. And wow, that's, that's pretty good. On the area of where we grew up, right around uh, Bunsen Lakewood, which goes all the way up to Lakewood High School, uh, St. Ed's, and then Chase is the street right behind it. And I had a bunch of friends that were kids that went to St. Luke's, uh, which is no longer a school that's open, but that's pretty much how my age grade, we all got together. And now all the families are from that area or, and then we always have outsiders coming in from different cities and stuff. You know, the Browns, Browns backers is worldwide. And all you need to do is contact Chris Falensic or uh, call uh, or message the Chase Browns backers on Facebook, the page, like it. There's a number there. There's an email. Uh, we have a series of huge barbecue pits with uh, meat logs on them. Oh man, that which great. I don't, I don't know if you guys have seen something to this effect before. But we have a professional cook that let me make that not as bright here. This All is right. about what it looks like. That's the grill, and. It is made by our good buddy, uh, CBB alumni, uh, uh, Chef Parma Albadi, and he's absolutely the best. Sorry, I butchered the word there. I was just, I was, (laughs) I was panicking, uh, uh, Chef Al, just because 
I'm going through here and I was trying to find it. But nice. Yeah, Definitely we have, good a, to... we have a great old time there. With, it with, sounds with, like um, it. Good food, good time, good people. Polish Watch the food, game, get together. Uh, BYOB. Uh, we have mini fridges there. We have a coop of chickens in the back that you come and see. And they're a little chicken pen. And a, coop, a chicken coop? Yes. He has, I think it's up to six chickens now. Um, it's attached to the garage and has oh, its wow. own heating system and lighting. And he loves his, his animals and his chickens. Now, um, does he use the chickens for, I mean, is he, is that going to be on the menu? Yeah. Eventually. Their own eggs, and he he takes yeah. care of them. And you don't you don't name them. <laughs> yeah, you don't nope. name them. <laughs> little 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 Bernie's on the menu next week. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> no. I mean, not. it doesn't get fresher than that, right? I mean, there's there's no possible way you could buy a fresher chicken than That's, than that, that is chase. Literally, what they call farm to table. Yeah. These, yeah. These, <laughs> these, these chickens are not uh, for eating. They they produce the eggs, and gotcha, the eggs okay. are fine. They'll they'll okay. be there for a while. Okay. Okay. So they're, for, right. they're 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 for the eggs. Well, you guys, um, um, now question on your on your club. Do you guys have any like charities that you guys plug or, or participate with or do anything with? Yeah, absolutely. We uh, so we are a part of the uh, Browns Give Back, and we raise money for uh, school supplies every year. Okay, that's and, good. Uh, giving back to them and you can find all that on uh the chase browns backers we have our charity listed there the name varies year by year and you can donate anytime but it's always good to give back and um like it's not just a predominantly like male demograph or a bunch of men being men uh mrs valentic is a saint on earth and it's always good to see her uh and we have uh couples that come up there and they bring their kids and we have some kids running around so it, it is just a a great a great time of younger and re and one in particular really really older uh generation of uh browns fans and he knows who i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> so 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 you and mikey p are both members of browns backers mikey p you're a member of the tidewater browns backers here in virginia beach virginia mm-hmm. and of course kevin we're talking about now is a member of chase browns backers located in lakewood ohio my question to you guys what are the benefits? So there, there's a lot of people that might be listening to this that, that have heard, obviously, of Browns backers. I mean, that's mm-hmm. well known. But what, what, what would you say are the benefits to being a member of a club and, and watching the Browns that way rather than the, you know, in, in your own living room? Like, what, it, what are the pluses, minuses of both? Well, the pluses are the fellowship. It's meeting new people, uh, you know, meeting people that maybe could be from your hometown that you never knew. Uh, it could be meeting people that, you know, that, that share a common bond that you share a t- share a team with. Uh, it's just fun to watch it with other fans. It's almost like, you know, especially when you're not, you know, in Ohio, when you're outside of Ohio and it's not readily easily just to go to a game, like when you're in Ohio, like, you know, you're talking about you're at any point, the furthest you're probably away from going to a Browns game, maybe what, three or four hours tops yeah um so you know when you're when you're here in virginia or you're in arizona or florida or wherever you're at in the browns backers chapter 
Like, it's just awesome to be able to go and spend a Sunday with um, people that love the team you love and, uh, you know, all these chapters, uh, you know, from, from Big Kev's uh, chapter to even David's in Australia. Like, we, all of them have uh, special charities that they contribute to. And uh, even we do cool things like when someone becomes a member, uh, they get discounts with all of our sponsors. Um, so you have that. Uh, they also get an end of the year. Par- like we throw an end of the year party every year, which, you know, we cater food and, and, and alcohol and beverages and have a good time. And it's just, just fun to get together. And like I said, there's, there's something different about um, in it, it. You experience it, especially like I'm wearing my Ohio state shirt. I have never worn something Ohio State and not gone anywhere and heard OH. Like it's impossible not to. My wife was is just blown away that we were in Coronado Island in San, in San Diego in California on our honeymoon, walking on the beach, and I'm wearing my Ohio State shirt, and some guy on the beach goes OH, and then I'm yelling. She's like, she goes, it doesn't matter. Like you Ohio people are just crazy. It's like. And and that's just what it is. Like it's and that's what being, you know, a member of the Browns backers chapter. And I think that's what's so special is that, you know, we're the we're one of the only NFL organizations that endorses their fan clubs. Like there's there's sports team clubs around, uh, but like the Browns are heavily involved with theirs. And and I think that's just where the difference is. Like, you know, Ohio is the birthplace of football too. So we just have that that's right. Just have that love for the sport. Yeah, the first year, if you remember last year, September 17th, 20, what was it? Was that 2020, actually? Yeah. Uh, the 100-year celebration. The first year that the NFL played, the Akron Pros won the first championship mm-hmm. in 1920. And they were all Ohio-based teams. But like you were saying, with wearing a Buckeye shirt, yeah, uh, Buckeye Nation is everywhere. And so is the uh, so are the Browns backers, yep. you know? Uh, it's one of the, it's one of the actually, and sorry, I wasn't looking for a second, but I was actually just looking down at what Chris was sending me, who shout to uh, Chris Valencic Sr., who is the head guy at the club, and he said, don't ruin it. (laughs) 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 But we are, yeah, we are one of the largest organized fan clubs in the world, and it's incredible because no matter where you are, you don't have to be in Ohio. You don't have to be from Cleveland. You don't have to. But if when you go online to clevelandbrowns.com and you go to the Browns backers, uh, it takes you to a screen and you just sign up and you can print out actually uh, kind of like a ID card. Mm-hmm. And it'll put your name, your uh the date that you joined and then on the back you sign it so you fold it and you have that and you could put in a little uh container there and what it's all about is all these groups uh proudly promote our cleveland browns and once you oh sorry about that once you have a uh that's weird something popped up once you have a membership to it it's for the most part it's open every year and most most states across the country, there's going to be more than one of them. So as long as you go on there and you search for a zip code that you're in, you could do within five miles, 10 miles, 15 miles. And it really is this 
special bond that you can't find in anywhere else in sports. And it's people that don't know each other that come together to cheer for one team, essentially. And you get to know people from around your area. You get to find out who else are a part, mm -hmm. who is Browns fans that you would have never ran into. Uh, it's great for raising money for Cleveland Browns charities. And uh, like you said, uh, a lot of the Browns backers have ways of uh, getting discounts for certain clubs. Uh, you're identified with your own shirt. Uh, you have prizes, games. Uh, one charity actually I'm doing right now, a guy reached out to me, uh, the GNATs, and they are currently raising money for the City of Cleveland uh, dog shelter. Mm -hmm. And we've been going really strong on that. And they're actually, if anyone wants to check them out, they're raising money on Super on Oscars, right? All, all, yeah, all social media platforms. And we're actually, for the NFL draft, we're going to have a cornhole uh, event for prizes at stake. And we're going to get everyone all together. And it's going to be a really good time. And then also with the Chase Brown backers, uh, we have a lot of really cool members like uh, Coach Stefanski, uh, Hayden Hargrove, the Browns reporter. Uh, through them, I've met Eric Metcalf. They're all members of Chase. Bernie. They're not on the page and like it, but they know all of us. That's um, awesome, man. Yeah, it's really it's really cool to to log into Twitter and uh, growing up, my dad and Bernie uh, knew each other because he was such a big fan of his and in his work, he got to meet him and. Uh, on Twitter, I sent him a message one day. Don't and don't do that. Don't bother Bernie, obviously. But he gave me a follow because he he knew who I was as a little kid back in the day. And he's just a sweet guy. And all those guys, uh, I got to meet like uh, Eric, like all the uh, like Metcalf, Mac, Joe Thomas, Big Phil Taylor, all at a uh, Cleveland Browns golf. Uh, event that was run by the at that time was it still the haslam's and i think it was 2013 or 2014 so it's one of those two but it was just a great opportunity and um raised money for all the charities that are also a part of this uh browns backers mm -hmm. that each one has a specific thing for their area and when you go to these big cleveland browns backers events that's held by the cleveland browns you can donate to all those charities once you reach a certain number of people that join your browns backers club you get an official uh notoriety on the uh, website and it's available it says who the who the uh head who the owner of it is the creator it says their contact information how to get with them and that's how you uh join up with the groups across the country. So if you go to clevelandbrowns.com, it will say Browns backers. You sign up, you can enter your zip code across all 50 states, across yep. the world, actually. I know Browns backers in uh, Australia, like your guest last week, uh, Ireland, a uh, lot of uh, Browns UK. Iceland. Browns Iceland. There's, Iceland. there's, there's, uh, Iceland. there's one Iceland oh, chapter with 30 oh, Brown. people of uh the uk uh not the actual paul brown not related to paul brown but his name is paul brown right 
uh, fortunate enough last year, I was able to go watch a game with him and meet him in person. And he, he's the real deal, you know? So Browns backers is worldwide, worldwide, not just in the U S. So it really attests to like how much people love this team, no matter where they are. You know, one of the things that I love about Browns backers is, is that it is organized. In in the past, I've traveled during the NFL football season, and when you go to a city you're not familiar with, you can look up uh, Browns backers and find the club that's in that city and go watch the Cleveland Browns. And I've walked into Browns backers clubs that I've been to before. Man, they welcome you with open arms. They're very hospitable. Uh, And Mikey P., I agree with you, man. You, You know, the relationships you build with the, you know, the members of Brown's backers, it's life, it's lifelong friendships is what it is. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, I a, lot the of, benefit. a lot of the guys, you know, that I grew up with and went to high school with, you know, they've moved or, um, most of the guys I hang out with now are all, we're all, I met through the, through the Browns. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's not necessarily like you were saying earlier, Jason, uh, it's not, it's not the Brown's backers. Isn't the, Brown's Twitter account. No, no, no. Okay, so if you're gonna if you go on Twitter, which uh, I always yell all the time jokingly, just stay off Twitter. You just just around my friends and stuff. I was about to say the three curse words I say, but then I decided not to do that. I had a thought, and I was like, "Good job, Kevin. You didn't do the curse. You would do. I'll tell you guys afterwards." <laughs> <laughs> Saves me a little editing. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been bad. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it live. Yeah, but... we're doing it live. Yeah. Um, yes, they they help Twitter like, sometimes. Yeah, they, like that that Browns Twitter and those accounts and stuff. That's nothing. What the Browns backers is about those. Even the accountant, there's official people, there's not, you know. Um, but everyone is a real person when you join these groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, the groups aren't necessarily like a Facebook group that you join. And it's people from all over the place. The Browns backers is passionate people that love the Cleveland Browns. And they all have this Cleveland ho- hospitality about them. And are just welcoming with open arms. It doesn't matter who you are. Uh, there's people from all over the state and the country that just want to, you know, come down to the Cleveland area. And that's why I feel like I'm so lucky being in um, the 440 and the 216 area is that when you're talking to these other groups about what it's all about or how have you been a fan through the tenure that you've gone through, it's just, it's hard to explain. My dad was a Browns fan. His dad was a Browns fan. And I really, in my lifetime, I've never rooted for another team. I mean, I'm kind of the the serious to the side thing. This is I'm not speaking for all Browns fans, but I watched the Browns games, especially recently. And after that, I just turn off my TV. I don't watch Sunday night. Fo- I, because in my own weird head, I don't want to give other teams – viewership ratings (laughs) it sounds nuts but i have i have watched the playoffs and i'll watch a monday night and a sunday night but let's say baltimore's playing pittsburgh i won't watch it (laughs) i I, i'm indifferent i'm i'm the other way like it depends on if we win or lose like if if we play a one o'clock game and we lose i find the four o'clock games like i don't even 
pay attention to a lot. Yep. And I will, and I might turn and tune into the eight o'clock game, but when we win, I'll watch football all day long. But when we when we lose, I I just I stew I stew over it. Yeah. Well, See, I, I used to be like that, but now so if the Browns aren't playing, yeah, I put it on the please. the Red Zone channel. Yeah, if they're not playing. Oh, yeah. I, that's yeah. to me. That's my favorite Sunday is the buy Sunday when I can just sit there and watch Red Zone for love seven, it seven hours and with fantasy hours. football. Like it's you, perfect. I mean, it is. It is. It is really awesome. And uh, I, no I've, I've actually done fantasy football the past eight years, and I won this past year. I won three hundred fifty dollars coming in first place. Uh, but I would just watch, like you said. I forgot because I'm so okay. rounds minded Be- right now. Beers on Big Kev. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, awesome, man. Like, like I said, it's it's so glad to have you on and and, and learn about your club and what you guys do and and, and uh, the fun and like I said, the camaraderie. Um, and you know, <laughs> the Browns are p- part of the NFL, and uh, you know, last week I don't know if you guys recall that we had some some NFL headlines last week. Of course, uh, we had Hugh Jackson that came out after the Brian Flores. Um, oh boy! Legal statement and legal issue that's going on with that, and then Hugh Jackson, you know, walked back a statement that he was paid to lose ball games. You know, and then, you and then how did Jimmy you Haslam? Jimmy Haslam put him on blast, and right? How, how uh, did you guys quiet, feel about that? He got that, quiet like, really quick. I don't know because it's a weird thing. Because, um, God bless him and what he's doing now. He's with Grambling State and he's working up. Uh, college program and maybe he didn't just think it through um he wasn't he wasn't close to being uh an average coach or a decent coach with the browns but mm-hmm. um i really think he just had like this mental lapse or just caught up in the moment and stuff because when you're saying that as a coach and he he's a he's a great college coach uh at grambling state they actually just had their highest recruiting class since they first joined college football in the 1890s. And don't ask me how I know that. My head's like a sponge. But Hugh Jackson is a good guy. It's just, I think he just got caught up in it. And um, le- like legally speaking, because what Haslam said, mm-hmm. Haslam saying, what are you talking, like, what are you talking about? Why would we do And then the players are out like, well, if you if you did take the money, how how awful of a person are you that you just like lied to us and what were you doing preparations and were you going after every loss and going home and saying cha ching cha ching yes and well, counting well, the my money personal and stuff? Belief, the the, re- the main reason he started walking it back is because if there is if that really did happen mm-hmm. and fans can put together a class action lawsuit or something yep. like that. They were purposely throwing games. All of a sudden, he's part of that class action lawsuit. <laughs> yep. So is his money. Um, and I think he didn't think before he started he speaking out loud. Yeah. And Hugh Jackson, I just I attended a seminar recently where someone was speaking about the type of leader, the type of person that you, as a coach or what you are, that you, no matter where you are, what is that legacy that you leave behind? Where Because you don't know the, the type of impact you're going to have on any person, whether you're around them for one hour, one minute, one year, one month, doesn't matter. What is that legacy that you leave that lasting impression with them? And you can already see it on Twitter. Like, 
You didn't see any players come to his defense. They all were throwing him under the bus. I think he was the type of guy. He he might be a very intelligent and a good coach. It just didn't work. But he is he is the type of person that doesn't leave a great lasting legacy where he goes because mm-hmm. he doesn't take ownership of anything. And I think I've seen Haslam take ownership that it didn't work. I've seen the players take ownership that it didn't work. I've seen uh, front office guys admit that it didn't work. They take ownership. Never seen him once take any ownership of it. And that's where I have a problem with it. It's like, would I follow that guy in the battle? No, because I don't think, I think at, at the end of the day, he has his best interests at heart, not yours. Yeah. And, and, to, that's be clear, what I and to be clear, I think he, he might've not have seen what was going on with, but he's pretty self-aware. So he did, but when he said he was getting paid to lose games, you know, he's kind of right. He was getting a salary. Correct. And he was one thirty-one and one. So technically he was. And I and maybe maybe it was spinned into oh Hugh and then that that coach that was suing the team. But uh Hugh, maybe he just didn't think too far ahead or maybe misworded something, you know, because he if you if you see him on any social media, he's very focused on what he has going on right now. And I wish him nothing but the best, uh, even though he was just, it just struggled here. But I think he just got his words mixed up because he was being paid to lose, but he wasn't being incentives and getting money. And then he did the interview on ESPN. And then after Jimmy said something, I think it's all squashed. Now. Yeah, yeah, it, it we as Browns fans were all freaking yeah. out. It all started getting the weed in the weeds with him. And I think he, he kind of backed out and like, He's being very quiet now because he's he's like no I'm um, maybe he realized what he did was was wrong or maybe he did it to get his name out there for you know for recruiting purposes to get his name in the out there you know there could be a method to his madness but um, you know at the end of the day the guy never took ownership for anything Um, it just didn't work here. Like, just just take ownership of like we've all had failures yeah, and successes. Just man up and say, "Hey, look, it it, it didn't happen." Like, it, you, it you know, happen. and when you to to th- to to think about a football team that can go one in thirty one. I mean, oh. if you we lived through it, and so one, we saw. I, we saw. Oh, I'm sorry, and the tie. You're right, but but the idea that a football team could actually do that, and and we lived it. We I. We I'm pre we watched every single game. Yep. Unfortunately, to to then see that you know Hugh Jackson said uh, last week or whatever, yeah, I was paid to lose football games. There's I didn't believe that. There's no way that 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 happened. And of course he walked back the comments, but you know it would almost make sense that okay we lost that many games because he was paid, but we know that didn't happen. Like I. I wouldn't want to see, you know, I wouldn't want to see that uh, an allegation like that come true. But man, when you think about it, one and thirty-one, like, how is that even humanly possible to lose that many football games? And by the way, the one game that we did win was on Christmas Eve against the then San Diego Chargers. Field, was a block yeah, field. the kid from Ashland. Got I mean, block. we 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 potentially could have had two zero and sixteen seasons. We beat the Chargers with such a horrible organization at that time that they had to move from San Diego to uh, L.A. Yeah, I he, mean, he they were put, embarrassed. Unbelievable. They the team. He, 
he put so many quarterbacks through the ringer oh. and um from from you know from the, he had Deshaun Kaiser and then he benched him and then he, he put the blame on like the guy was a rookie quarterback that year yeah um and I you know at the end of the day like when we hired Hugh Jackson I thought it was going to be a good hire like he was the hot guy that year everybody was saying oh the Browns finally got it right and I, I thought That's they nice. did and, and and we knew what was going to happen it, it just did work and I that all I want the guy at this point just like Hey, focus on Grambling State, and yes. if you're going to speak to Brown, say, "Hey, use it to, as a as a teaching tool, because people are always watching you. And if you're constantly making excuses for why and not taking ownership of it, at the end of the day, people will start seeing the real person you are. That you're you're full of it. You're you're not, you're not a leader of men." Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the Browns attorneys, you know, legal team reached out to Hugh Jackson and said, hey, <laughs> you really need to watch what you say because, uh, you know, we're on the cusp of a lawsuit. We're going to have yeah, that's, pre- that's pretty, pretty tough. And he, and he probably, like I said, he, he, he got real quiet because he when people started saying, well, he would become part of the class action lawsuit. Had he like if there was proof that you took money <laughs> and. And like everyone's at fault at that point. Yeah. So are you? He's he was right. probably all panicked. Like uh, Ox like now and, they're uh, coming after you. And uh, strike. That's oh, what happens with class action lawsuits. They what go happened? after oh, everybody involved. They want that pool of money to get Directions got all fouled up, and one thing led to another. Shut up, okay, sir. Just 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 move on. Yeah. Remember he jumped into Lake Erie. That was that was a fun time during that dark period. And yeah, then, uh, yeah. And he, during every press conference, I he, about that. Yeah, every that, press conference, he would say, "We're gonna, we're gonna look at the film. We're yeah. gonna look at the film. We're gonna look at the." And people would play drinking games to, uh, every time look they would say tape. that. And yeah, a lot of tape. people died because of that. No, I'm kidding. That was a joke. Gotta look at the tape. fact, don't don't look at the tape of the uh, when he did the plunge into Lake Erie. What was the bet? What was the whole There's Lake Erie bet? Uh, uh, remind me what. So he said, "If if the if if we go one and fifth one and fifteen next year, I'll jump in the Lake Erie. I guarantee <laughs> we won't go one and fifteen. Well, we went to and sixteen. So he jumped in to supposedly cleanse, you know, cleanse. Yeah, the, he said he said we'll have a win, and he said yeah. that he'll he'll jump in the lake if they don't have a win, and and they oh went zero and sixteen, and then he jumped in the lake, and then uh, shout out to Reflog." And all those guys, we had a little parade. little parade for them around the stadium. Did? Yeah, the 0-16 parade uh, I was a part of. You know, I was a little bit younger. But, you know, uh, since that parade, they've really looked up, you know. but Since that 0-16 year, I mean. Uh, a lot of people give – give, a, a, a lot of people give Reflog, you know, a lot of crap for throwing that parade. But a, a lot of people don't know a lot of money was raised. Yes, from that parade. So, you know, it wasn't all bad. You know, the message, you know, if you don't know the context of it could look bad, but I, the parade personally didn't bother me at all. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's 16, man. For him, but we just had that, we had that event and it was everyone raising money and, but it was just, it was kind of like a Browns backers thing. Backers all got together and we were, doing it kind of like a protest, like, hey, we're not going to take this 0-16 thing lightly. Like, most fans would just 
have the bags over their heads. And we've done that throughout the years. But it was like, hey, things got to change here. And I think since that event with uh, Baker's rookie year, even though they started off slow with who was quarterback, who could be coach, but that went over uh, the Jets, just everything started to come together. And it's it's really been a, a much – we're in a much better place today than we were back when we weren't winning a game yeah, during the regular season. We're we're in a we're in a place today that you know an eight and nine season now is just totally unacceptable. People like are fans, complaining, yeah, but who are those? Handle an eight and nine yeah. season. <laughs> um, so we've come a long way, and that's and that's good. Like I I want us to expect greatness. Like um, your your first thing is always to you know is is to try to you know inspire greatness, and then you should be expecting greatness, of course. Um, and then that's that's where at that point once once you get to that level, then it's just expectations from from here on out. Yeah, um, and you expect yeah, to I'm... win. That's you know, me and Jason have talked about this before. You know, uh, the the Ravens are kind of an organization that you you strive for. Like they had a lot of injuries this year. They didn't make the playoffs, but there were games that they won that they shouldn't have won. But at some point. Uh, an organization from from the top to the bottom, they just believe that no matter what happens, no matter what situation they're in, they're going to win the game. Like, or they're they at least know they have the opportunity to win. They're not waiting for that, and uh, and that starts with the fan base too. Like, your fans have to think that way too. Like, and they don't make excuses. Our, our fan base right now still thinks like you know you know, I mean there was countless people uh, there in that Packers game like. When we're driving down the field, they're like, God, oh, God forbid that we have to kick a field goal here because we know the field goal kicker is just going to miss the kick to, to mm-hmm. lose the game. Like everybody was just waiting for the for, for how how is this going to end uh, with a small impending doom. Um, and you can't think like that. That's that's that losing. That's that loser's mindset, and that's it's a hard thing sometimes to kick. Uh, but I think you know, I think we're getting better. We just you know we just. One, I mean, to, I don't to, to people, players, to, to people's players. Time. Yeah. I think that's to, more of a fans thing. I don't think that players sit there and go, oh, God. Yeah. Whoa, no, is me. And us in past years, you know, we'd be, say, one and four or two and five, and we'd all, as Browns fans, would be doing the playoff chances mathematically, and we'd all be like, well, if they get to this point here, like seasons, we would go – Two and fourteen or three and thirteen before the year, we're like, yeah, I can see ten and six, maybe yeah. eleven and five. You know, throughout all these years, you know, after the nine and seven year, I remember as a kid, like, oh, they they might have twelve, thirteen wins. You know, I think yeah. that's just that Browns kind of like watching like Major League, the uh, second one after they won the division in that the first part, the first movie, and that second year, they're like, we're going all the way. Here we go. Everyone's coming back. And then it's just like that fall from grace almost, like fully losing confidence. <laughs> but today's day and age in this organization, I think I think having a positive outlook and a positive mindset um, on the players they've re-signed and that are now going to be here for a number of years or building a group, good group of players and I really think that at some point in time, there has to be this change of outlook on yep. how we perceive this team. 
There's, there's actually a funny uh, meme that I saw recently and said um, this man woke up from a coma and the first thing he asked me was like, who's in the Super Bowl? And she's like, a team from Ohio and o- Odell Beckham Jr. And he's like, oh, wait, I can't wait to watch my Browns. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. And I was uh, like, that's so true. Let, let's, uh, we're, we have about five minutes left. Let's get in, let's get into the Super Bowl. Um, Bengals and Rams. That's that's who's playing. Uh, it's this coming Sunday. The Rams are favored by four and a half. The over under is forty eight and a half. So my question to you, fellas, what game day foods do you have uh, prepped, maybe even, or, or that's going to be on the menu in your in your home for the Super Bowl Sunday? Ooh, that's a good one. I got them ready. They're sitting on the counter actually. Uh, we got the canned chicken and the uh, mm. Frank's Red Hot and the blue cheese for uh, buffalo chicken dip. Oh, I like have, it. We're going to have a seven-layer bean dip. And then my wife always does a traditional chili with meat, and then she does a vegetarian chili um, also. So Very good usually, spread, Mikey P. That's awesome. That is usually what we do. It's traditional. And every you know, every once in a while, you know, people bring, bring stuff there or coming over. Like We got a couple of neighbors coming over and a, and a friend, so... Um, have a little get together, but that's that's the traditional food. Buffalo chicken dip has to be made, oh. and seven layer bean dip. Those are my two have to haves. Big Kev, same question. Yeah, we have. Uh, we're gonna get the uh, all the siblings, the McAndrews, the McAndrews clan together. I'm the oldest mm-hmm. of six, and we're all gonna get together and go to uh, one of our local friends' house here where I live now, and. Uh, what we have planned is uh, chicken wings mm, we have that are going to be uh, catered and uh, buffalo barbecue. And I was I made a post the other day on Twitter that um, that my record is in a buffalo wild wings chicken wing eating competition in 2018. I came in first place and had 58 chicken wings. You and ate I, 50, how many? 58 chicken wings. Woo. Wow. How much, how much time did it take, or did, was it a time thing? The time, it was, it was a 30-minute event, if I remember correctly. And the guy. That's two in, chicken wings a minute. That's good. That's nuts. And a guy rode in from Detroit, on the side note, on his motorcycle, and he came in second with 51. So, wow. That's a very proud moment. So definitely chicken wings, uh, okay. buffalo dip. It's going to be awesome. Uh, good spread of beers. Uh, being an Irish guy, uh, definitely going to have whiskey. <laughs> definitely going to tell stories and merriment and uh, the whiskey. whiskey you know, <laughs> it's going to be a, a good, good time. old time. Yeah. Buffalo uh, dip is a must. Hops for the kids. Uh, we call it pop here. I know you guys. Was it soda or soda? Yeah. yeah, soda. Yeah, the correct way have, to say it. We're gonna have plenty of pops here, and uh, <laughs> uh, the other thing that is always good that our friends make is this. It's like a oh, how do I explain? It's uh, it's a meat. It's a huge meat that's wrapped around in bacon, and then a layer of cheese that he puts. And the uh, smoker, and that that's a yearly tradition, uh, and it's just, it's the best thing ever. It's kind of like uh, 
cooking a turkey on Thanksgiving, but it's the Super Bowl tradition. Okay. And another another good thing, but when you said buffalo chicken dip, that's the only thing that's on my mind now. Oh, my God, that buffalo chicken dip. It's just so the best, good. isn't it? Cheese and crackers, cheese with sausage, yellow peppers, jalapenos. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe throw on, uh, they do a garden herb I really like, uh, the Triscuits. All good stuff. Maybe just the plain ones, but we love our cheese and crackers here in the house. And whiskey, of course. <laughs> what's the How best super what's the best super bowl party you guys have ever been to do you for have me, one that sticks out um for me it was a couple years ago we had one at our house and we just did like family so it was like my mom my stepdad came my my dad and my stepmom came all my siblings step siblings were all there um I, it pops. It, and the reason I thought of that today was the best one is actually popped up on one of my uh, Facebook memories here in the last couple of days from from previous Super Bowls. And I just remember it was a fun time, and we and uh, a lot has changed in the family since then. So it's like it's hard to get everybody together like that. Um, so to kind of have that memory it, to me, that's that was my my favorite one because you know there's, some people have moved, um, we have moved on. So it's like. It's uh, fun, fun to, to see back that one, and everybody wearing their jerseys. <laughs> I when I was a kid, you know, it's funny that the Bengals are playing in this one because when I was a kid, uh, I don't remember how old I was, but they were playing the Forty ers in the Super Bowl. Bengals Forty ers I don't know what year that was. Was it the last time that they've been in it? Yes, that was probably the John Candy Super Bowl. Was it ninety, nineteen ninety? I, I thought I know, it was like I eighty. I know they've gone. It was like 87 or 88. 87 or 88. Icky Woods. I mean, that. there yeah. you go. But my dad and his friends had a Super Bowl party, and it was themed. They All all of my, my dad and all his buddies just dressed, dressed up as nerds. <laughs> <laughs> my dad had, like, plaid pants on, and they were high waters, and he had a polo shirt that was tucked in, and he had the – his hair was all greased, and he had a kick-me sign on his back, and <laughs> – um, you know, and as a kid, I'm just sitting here watching my dad and his buddies just, you know, just have a good time. That was my favorite Super Bowl party I've ever been to. And I couldn't even drink. I was, <laughs> I was a kid. Yeah, my, mine just like yours. I couldn't drink either. It would yeah. have to be the uh, 2007 uh, <laughs> Giants-Patriots. And on that team was Akron Zip's own Dominic Hickson, uh, wide receiver and punt returner. Uh, that was the game with uh, Burris catching in the back of the end zone. Uh-huh. And they beat the Patriots. Was it 14-10? Uh, I know it was a close game. but uh, And then at linebacker, a big interception was Chase Blackburn, who also University of Akron, uh, class of 2005, who was also part of the Zips. Mm-hmm. Him and uh, the quarterback was Luke Getze, actually of that Zips team. I'm going out of the way here now, but he's actually now the offensive coordinator for the bears. So that, oh, wow. that was my best memory is that the uh, Akron, the, the duo of the Akron Zips uh, beat Tom Brady and all of our family was together. And that was my first like, like experience with like a group of people. That's not just our little family, like getting out and like starting up this event. So that was like my, my childhood's like, first actual get together for something like that. Cool. 
right, well, let's get into our picks for this game. Uh, Bengals versus Rams. The Rams are favored by four and a half. The over-under is 48. I think... Well, you know what? I'm going to let Kevin, I'm going to let you start. You're our guest. Uh, give, give us your pick for, for this this coming Sunday. Final score as well. I'm going to write this down too. Sure. This this Super Bowl is going to be interesting. Um, I really believe, looking at the two teams, that the team that has the least amount of turnovers is going to win this game. I think it's all going to really come down to the turnover battle between each team. And that's including going for it on fourth down. So turnover on downs. Um, I, and you know, it really, I really had to watch some tape to like kind of look at these two and see how they've developed and gotten to this point. But I picked 24 to 20. I have the Rams winning. I have the Bengals kicking two field goals and, Maybe the Bengals have one last drive and they just can't do that last thing to get them over the edge like they have in these past two rounds. Like they can't have that little moment like they did uh, in that overtime game with the Chiefs and stuff. And their field goal kicker is obviously one of the best in the NFL. And I love all the Buckeyes on the Bengals. Um, But as a Browns fan, I just I can't cheer for them. You know, they're division rivals, and I'm not a fan of any of the people in Cincinnati. But then again, OBJ's on the Rams. But, you know, if I have to pick between one or the other. And Austin we'll Corbett's see... on the Rams, right? Yeah, and I'll, I'll, see, <laughs> I'll see the Bengals more often than I'll see the Los Angeles Rams. So I have the L.A. Rams 24-20, and it's going to be a great game. But I think it's going to end with Cincinnati having more turnovers and – uh, not have as much time of possession as the Rams, which they've dominated. And they're going to – Burrow's going to get sacked a lot, I think. Mm. I mean, that's my observation. This is – I mean – but it's going to be a great game. So what do you guys think? 24-20, that's, that's a good – yeah, that's a good game for sure. Mikey P? I'm a huge fan of the Simpsons. And the Simpsons have actually been really good at predicting futures. Ooh. And in an episode of the Simpsons – they actually have, there's a sports scene where they show Homer with a, says go Bengals on his shirt, or on his, on his stomach. And the Bengals beat the L.A. team. They don't say it's the Rams, but it's L.A. 34-31 in the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go Bengals 34-31 to see if the Simpsons, once again, predict the future. <laughs> Is that real? That is real. How, how do you know all these weird facts, man? You, you just like... <laughs> It's, you come uh, up with some weird stuff. It's, it's just little investigative journalism right there. Wow. That's from the episode. Wow. 31. Yeah. I, I, I think of that when I think of The Simpsons, that one that they showed with uh, uh, Donald Trump going down the, what is it, the camp escalator or whatever it was, and mm-hmm. said he was the president and stuff. And, yep. And there's, there's a... I just thought of it. There's about like 13 other ones, so I'm not going to waste time. So let's. They always call them the Super Bowl, not so much. <laughs> That's what they say. They're a bunch That's of a time travelers. See, I, I went a different direction, Mikey P. I, I hunted down uh, Doc Brown and right. I found the Sports Almanac. That's even better. You know, from Back to the Future 2. So I actually know the exact score of this game. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, you know, this is going to be interesting because one of two things are going to happen. Either it's going to be a defensive game. You know, is is, is Aaron Donald going to go off? Can Cincinnati Bengals offensive line hold hold off the, the pass rush? You know, you'd mentioned Big Kev about, um, you know, Burrow being on his back a lot, getting sacked. What what which game was that that he played in? He was sacked nine times and they still won. Was that against Tennessee. the Tennessee Titans? So, yeah, so, that was the very first round where they hadn't won a playoff game since 1990. So he proves that he can overcome that kind of stuff. That's rare. Like if you get sacked nine times, you're you're not supposed to win that game. But but they did, and they're in the Super Bowl. I I think it's going to be a somewhat high scoring game. I mean, the over under is 48 and a half. I have the Bengals winning this game. I'm taking my fan hat off. You know, I'm a Browns fan. We all are. Uh, but but I have the Bengals winning this game 27 to 24. So it is going to go over by three points. Yeah, I have it four and a half under 24 20. So in all the in all of our predictions, if you're betting, if you're going to bet on this game, the the smart play would be to pick the Bengals because they're getting four and a half points. Is what yeah. is what we were saying with our predictions. Well, I'm not and, a smart gambler, and I have a I have a tendency of bad luck whenever I gamble. That's why yeah. sometimes when I do gamble, I bet for my teams to lose. So either way, I win. Correct. Right. <laughs> That's there you go. Go. That's completely true. 100% honest. I just well, if you gamble, gamble responsibly. You know, don't don't gamble your rent money or anything like that. But uh, <laughs> don't lose your milk money. <laughs> and, and and if you're really smart, do the opposite of what we just predicted. So so pick the Rams and the under, and you should have it covered. I mean, go with my pick. I've I've been uh, to the future. Yeah, so, let's listen to Homer Simpson. I'm sure he knows. Yeah, <laughs> and I have the under. And uh, at 24 to 20 Rams, and I guarantee mm-hmm. you, I don't guarantee, I shouldn't say that. I'm gonna, th- I'm thinking top of my head that it's not gonna be remotely even close to what I think is gonna happen because I that that I think was it, yeah, two rounds straight, I got one win doing uh, a big Cavs playoff predictions. I predicted one team to win so far, so that's in that uh. ESPN uh, predictions thing where you do the over under. Oh, my pick's a lock then this week. You do the teams and stuff, but again, I'm not I'm not an expert. I'm just a guy who loves the game of football and is wrong sometimes. Regular hey, season though, hey Kev, it's in the top ten thousand. Big Kev, it's okay to be wrong. Uh, Stephen A. Smith today makes a um, lot of money. <laughs> Literally said that Justin Jefferson, if he didn't have to play outdoors in Minnesota. Would have 2,000 receiving yards, not realizing that Minnesota has always played in a dome. They haven't played outside since like the 70s for their home games. They, wow. they did go through a short stint where they played outdoors right. while yeah, their, did, their new arena the was Metrodome built. Metrodome collapsed that brief time. Which I don't know how they did that. It's freaking cold in Minnesota, man. Yeah, but yeah. He, uh, he, he said Justin Jefferson today oh. would go for 2,000 yards if you didn't have to play eight games in Minnesota outdoors. He all, I yeah, like, and this, I, this, I guy's a, your, this guy's a millionaire. <laughs> with your Buckeye hat, I remember uh, watching old NFL films with Chris Carter back in the day playing on that Vikings team. Oh, yeah. With uh, Culpepper. Yeah. Dante Culpepper. There you go. Well, um, 
we have to end it, guys. Uh, but I do want to give your yourself a chance to to give yourself a plug. I want you to uh, tell the listeners where they can find you on social media, and then also give your Browns backers uh, club a, a plug. You know, ex- you know where is it? Where it's where is it at? Um, how we can find it? Maybe the name of the establishment, the bar that you guys meet at. Sure. So you can find me across all social media platforms. You can search Kevin McAndrews. Um, my at username is Big Kevin Sports. You can search, or it's going to be a Big Kev, like Fonzie, A H B I G K E V, a Big Kev, and Big Kevin Sports across. Uh, I have a page on Facebook and every and all those social media platforms. Give me a follow. I'll follow back. Uh, I just like having a silly goose time and talking about my sports teams. And then the Browns backers group, the Chase Browns backers. Uh, located Chase Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. Uh, you can contact them through their Facebook page, uh, Chase Browns Backers or CBB. And in the description there, there's a number, uh, there's uh, email, and you'll contact uh, Chris Valencic Sr., a really solid dude. And the uh, once you become a member, the uh, location is actually at an address. We're not officially at a bar. We have our own little uh, get together at a house. So it's just a really great time. And, uh, thank you guys so much for having me on. I mean, that was a blast and I love what you guys do and, uh, keep, keep the Browns backers spreading. And, uh, I particularly like the last time I was on also, it's just always a really good time and time flies. You know, I, I like to talk, I talk, 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 talk. And sometimes I step over people, but I got, 300 thoughts going through my head and I was like, share, share it, share it, share information. But thank you guys so much. I love what you guys do. And um, obviously five stars to you guys uh, with your plugs and everything. You guys are two really good uh, gentlemen. I didn't know how old you guys were, by the way. I thought we were the same age, but you guys are awesome across all social media. Yeah, we're, we're old. Thank you so much. <laughs> my, Mikey P's old. I'm still young. No, yeah. I'm just That's, kidding. <laughs> Oh, well, this is, uh, this has been a lot of fun. Um, Kevin, big Kev, Mikey P, you know, you know, I love you, buddy, but we got to end it. We got to, we got to land this plane. I like to end all my podcasts, all our podcasts with the go Brown. So gentlemen, if you'll join me, one, two, three, go Go Browns. Browns.